up? This is JT3, and today I'm going to go off the cuff on a topic regarding business partnerships. Grabbing a business partner, is this something that you really need? I want you to ask yourself that right now. Before we even get into this, I want your mindset to be, if you're someone thinking about taking on a partner, maybe you've got a partner and things aren't going well, I want you to frame that up right now. Business partner, partnerships, do you even really need it? Because as we go throughout the next uh, 15, 20 minutes here, hopefully I'm gonna start shaping some concepts and some ideas regarding partnerships. Um, you know, from my perspective, my personal experiences, I've got good ones and bad ones, okay? So, we're gonna frame that up, get you thinking about that right now. That way, at the end of this podcast, you're gonna be left with some decisions. I want you to base, if you've got a partner, I want you at the end of this to be able to evaluate that relationship. If you're thinking about taking on a partner, I want you to think about the necessity of that partnership or that relationship. So let's jump right into it. No better way to start a podcast off than telling a story, right? So let's jump into that one. Y'all know JG3, that's me. That's my brand, that's my identity, that's me. That's my nickname. I was given that nickname many, many years ago. And here's how it started. I started my first company in early 2011. My name is James Golden III. You all know that by now, right? And I came up with this, uh, this idea, JG3 Consulting. You know, I was a solopreneur at the time. I was just starting out on my own. I was a one-man band, if you will. I just needed a, I needed a name. I, that's all I needed. It was a requirement, right? You want to start a business, you want to start a company, you want to file for your FEIN number, you know, set up, set your business up, set up a checking account, all this stuff, you need a name, okay? I didn't even give a shit about my domain name and that stuff right away. I just needed a name. JG3 Consulting was born. There it is. And over time, you know, making, you know, some, uh, some light connections and some of my friends, stuff like that, they started calling me JG3. So there's your background story on that nickname and how I came to be JG3. But, but with that said, when I started the business, I was very concerned. It was that it came at a time a couple months after losing my job. I had a career, you know. I thought I was the shit, man, making 75K a year. I had the house, wife and I had vacations, cars, kids had great clothes. Uh, the reality was I was financing all this shit on credit. You know, the American dream <laughs> back then you know, pushing about 10 years ago, going back to say 2008, 2009, uh, the American dream wasn't white picket fences, dogs and kids in a, you know, in a house. It was living on credit cards, living in debt, man. You know, so I just didn't know any better. That's just the way the situation was. That's what, it, what we were doing. Um, so when I started this job, excuse me, when I started my business, I was forced into a situation where I was not receiving a paycheck, you know, when you're relying on that paycheck, that paycheck is like welfare in so many ways. You need it every two weeks. God forbid you miss one, what happens? Throws everything off and out of balance, right? Because the majority of us are out there living beyond our means, you know, which is just not good. It's a different podcast. We're talking about business partnerships and all that good stuff today. I took on a business partner. I was weak. I came at a time where I didn't know where my next dollar was going to come from. I had started my company. The type of business I'm in is typically net 30 terms. And it takes me about 30 days to fulfill a contract. I had nothing. 
I did have my reputation. I did have my my uh, my skill set. I was willing to work hard. I got on the phones, made some connections, all that good stuff. And I got a job in March. You know, I had a long-term client from the old company say, we'll take a bet on you on your own, James, which is pretty cool. You know, that really showed me that, okay, there's value here. I can do this. The catch was, how the hell am I going, how am I going to make the next two months? That's 60 days. I can, I'm not going to be able to make a mortgage payment. I'm fucked. So here's the deal. I had a, I had a father-in-law at the time, right? Very prominent business individual. Great dude. In a lot of ways, was a mentor just to, in my life. He saw an opportunity. At the time, I didn't realize this, okay? But he saw an opportunity to leverage me, my skill set, my my knowledge base, and, you know, my, my work ethic. And he basically flat out gave me an offer. Drew it up on his whiteboard one day. Called me into his office. He's the president and CEO of a pretty large company. He has a couple side ventures. And he said, Jimmy... I can help you. I want to help you. You're not going to be getting a paycheck. So here's what I'm going to do for you. For the next two months, I'm going to give you $2,000 every two weeks. That's 8000 bucks. In exchange, I want 40% of the company. And I'll help you your mentor. I'll help you with the getting things established and set up and blah, blah, blah. You want to know what I heard? I heard I'm going to give you $8,000 over two months because I was so concerned with how I was going to make the mortgage payment pay the bills, put food on the table. I mean, I had three kids in a big ass house. So I mean, that's, that was the reality of it. I didn't give a shit about 40%. I just saw help. The two words I heard were basically help and money, you know, giving me a paycheck again. Plus my rationale was, well, this dude's legit, man. I like him. He's doing some things, you know, what can go wrong? Well, let me tell you what can go wrong. Number one, this was a family matter. His daughter-in-law and I got divorced within, well, we were separated within 90 days of getting that set up. That's a whole nother story. That's just the reality of it. We, we maintained, uh, you know, a, a good relationship, you know, in the beginning and things were great. But as I was getting into finalizing year one and then getting into year two and then starting year three, I realized, oh my God, I'm, I'm giving this guy tens of thousands of dollars every year in distribution checks. 40% of everything that I was getting was going right to this guy. And, you know, we didn't have, well, I'm not saying it didn't exist, okay? I'm just saying I wasn't on the personal development, business development strategy and track back then. You know, I was fighting. I was on the road. I was trying to make ends meet. And build and start start you know establishing my agency, if you will, my consultancy. So I wasn't focused on reading books and personal development or what even watching Shark Tank. I didn't even watch TV. I lived in and out of a hotel room Monday through Friday on the road doing roadway analysis and then coming back and maybe every couple of days, you know, spending all the weekends with my kids, all that good stuff. So the reality was I wasn't on that track that I'm on right now. I didn't have anybody I was being mentored by in this type of Arrangement. I didn't have groups I subscribed to. Okay. Facebook. Insta- I don't even think Instagram existed in 2010. It could, it could have, you know, if, if definitely infancy stages. Um, and if it did exist, it wasn't owned by Facebook probably. But the bottom line is this isn't a social media like timeline. I'm just saying that the stuff wasn't mainstream. It wasn't out there. It wasn't exist. It didn't exist. Facebook groups like some of these badass ones I'm in didn't exist. 
coaching, mentoring, you know, like, like I provide and I actually receive from others didn't really exist. And if it did, I just wasn't aware of it. Period. End of story. So the bottom line was, I've got this partner now. So now imagine year one, year two, year three. Now I'm divorced from his daughter-in-law. Relationships always get strained in these situations. We've done a pretty good job, in my opinion, to be pretty civil, but that's just the reality of it. You know, it is what it is. Giving this guy tens of thousands of dollars of my hard-earned money is how I looked at it. And what was I getting in return? Initially, I enjoyed, you know, drinking wine, smoking cigars, hanging out, telling stories. He's telling me stories. Not really mentorship, is it? That's just camaraderie and having somebody you can hang out with, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. But I wasn't receiving real value from my business partner. Nothing to propel me to the next level. No business development. Not helping with operations. Not taking a look at finances. Not looking at my cash flow consistently. So I got wise. I got smart. And I, you know, into year three, I said, look, man, I need to buy you out. Is what it is. I need to buy out. And this guy had no desire to do that. I didn't even know what that meant, buy you out. You know, I, I really didn't. Um, I just knew it was something I probably needed to do because I was tired of giving this guy money. The long and short of it was, why would he want out of a situation where he's receiving tens of thousands of dollars each year for really doing nothing? I mean, we had no operating agreement. There's a key word. I want you to put that in your memory bank right now or write that shit down. Operating agreement. We had no operating agreement. There was no exit strategy listed. There was no clause. There's no buyout uh, option. None of that stuff existed. It was just, hey, I own 40% of your company. You own 60% of it. Let's go. Here's two grand every every two weeks for four months. And we'll, we'll call it a day. I didn't know. I didn't go get an attorney. None of that shit. Some of you may be asking, well, well, if you didn't have an operating agreement or anything like that, well, how, how is it legit? I'll tell you how it's legit. The day you file your fucking tax return and you tell the IRS, this is an LLC. 60% is mine, 40% is his. The day you do that, the day, the day it is what it is. Up until that point, you can probably pitch a fit, argue, fight over it and all that good stuff. The day you file that tax return, you're locked. Sorry, it is what it is. So with all that said, it took over a year and a half to buy this dude out. He milked that out. He made me go get a valuation. I paid 8K for a valuation on my business. I mean, the reality was I hit an all-time low. I was making money up until this point, and then my passion, everything was drained. I was emotionally done because every day I woke up and every hour that I spent in this business, not hour, because I really, really wasn't trading time for money. Every check that was coming into this business after expenses, that profit, you know, when we talk about distribution, 40 cents on the dollar was going to somebody else. You know, and that's when it really hit me. I just can't do this shit anymore. So, you know, carry a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. I'll show him. I'm just not going to work hard. I'm going to take the other route of this whole thing. I'm a CEO now. By year three, I had two employees. I'll let them do the majority of the work. I'm going to sit back and relax. Put this shit on autopilot. I'll show him. And you know what? 
that was another hard truth. That was another hard lesson. I did that. So as you can imagine, I was living life in more of a resentment manner, okay? I wasn't really grateful for anything at the time. The business was now a burden because of the situation I was in and I was struggling to get out of it. This decision that I made in a vulnerable, uneducated moment cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars over that three, excuse me, four and a half year period. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, okay? And I'm not bitter about it. You know, it's a lesson learned. You know, take what you can from people like me telling you these stories of failure and learn from it because that's what I've done. I since then have taken on taken on a new partner. We're going to transition into the good stuff right now, okay? That situation is done, dealt with, handled. Paid that dude off, wrote wrote a couple big fat checks on top of all the money I, he already received through distributions over the years, and I moved on, and I'm excited about that. So here we are. I've got a new business partner, and this partnership spawned from a value exchange. Go back to my podcast that talks about value exchange, and this is going to make some more sense to you, okay? Value exchange. I was in the Ohio market predominantly, although I had connections in Florida, I wasn't really serving them very well because I couldn't be in two places at once. Nobody can. I got a phone call one day from an engineering firm in the Tampa area that said, hey, James, one of, our, one of my clients came across a project you did for a neighboring city, loved it, and asked if we could do that. And I said, you know what? Of course we can do that. Let me just call this guy and we'll do it together. So right away, that mindset resonated with me because that's what I would do. Instead of trying to taking something on new and figuring it all on my own, I would leverage someone else who's done it and build a relationship. So I saw value right away. So of course I did that. We ended up establishing a joint venture agreement between the two companies, leveraging each other. We made a couple bucks together. It was, it was a great situation. And after about a year, he called me one day and said, hey, I really like what you're doing here. I really see some potential and opportunity in this. I want to be a part of it. How can I be a part of it? So we had that discussion. Um, it was an actual thorough discussion between two professional individuals in a value exchange manner on what he can bring to the table, what I can bring to the table, and how we do this together to develop this business and get it where it needs to go. That was three years ago, almost three years ago. And we are now really starting to see the fruits of this partnership coming full circle. I'm a pretty strong process and systems individual. He's very strong in the connecting relationship business building side of stuff. His, he's, he's built a mini empire all on his own. He's a serial entrepreneur on top of the engineering firm that he's got. He's got CFOs. He's got CMOs. He's got things now that we can leverage in our company, PMG, as well as his. It's an awesome winning situation. If I've got an insurance question, I've got a professional I can ask. You know, things along those lines. And I'm going to tell you all that all paid off. The payoff was yesterday. I had a meeting with the NEC Global Company. Okay? And I'm excited about this, but there's nothing set in stone yet. It's just, it's just I'm just proving a point to you on partnerships, the value, 
and why you need them if you need them. We've been talking with this company, and if y'all know, you can look them up. They're a global, huge, huge firm out of Japan. They they have developed some amazing technology in the artificial intelligence space, okay? And they contacted us here in the United States about establishing a process and a distribution model to get their product here in the United States through pavement management. And that's pretty cool. So as you can imagine, based on the two strong sides I just mentioned with my business partner and I, that meeting, we've had three of them at this point. I'm talking systems and processes and how to put this together, how to get it leveraged. Here's the data output. This is what it's going to look like. Here's, you know, here's a pricing and distribution model we can follow per mile, blah, 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 while my partner is killing it on the other side of that. I'm talking about master agreements, distribution, region, deployment, you know, all of this, you know, the infrastructure we're going to need, the marketing uh, effort it's going to take, all that stuff. And you want to know what happened? In my opinion, NEC was amazed. They were absolutely impressed with these two entrepreneurs here in Tampa, Florida, and their plan and approach to grow and scale their AI play with our system. That's my opinion. I'm absolutely very optimistic that this goes somewhere. Even if it's just a trial, you know, sometimes you got to get into the trial. We've got an NDA and all that stuff. Sometimes you got to get into the thick of it to see how it's going. That, my friends, is how you leverage a business partner, okay? What do you bring to the table? What do they bring to the table? How do you merge that and combine that for the greater good of the business and each other, okay? That's what it's all about. You don't just hire a buddy because they can sell something. You don't just hire... I don't mean hire. You don't just bring in a buddy. You don't just bring in a parent like I did eight years ago just because I thought it made sense. Well, they know more than me. They're going to figure it out for me. No, they're not. The day you decide to become an entrepreneur, a small business owner, is the day that it's all on you and you have to take a look at what the business needs first. Your needs are not even second and third once you have employees and clients. I'll tell you that right now. But the bottom line is, some of you are so uncomfortable or not sure of yourself that you think another person is going to solve all your problems. So let's talk about some of those problems real quick. You know, what are they? You, you think you need a business partner. Why? Do you need more money? Could an extra $10,000 get you where you need to be? Is it $20,000? Maybe it's $100,000. Maybe it's a million. I don't know what it is for you. I want you to check that objection right there. Do you really need that money, number one? Number two, if you do, do you have to trade equity in, in a partnership situation to get that? What if you went to your local bank? There are in, in 2019 and beyond, there are so many alternative funding solutions available to you. You know, what if a guy like me is just says, sure, man, I'll, I'll hook you up. Here's an interest rate. I mean, my point is you shouldn't be just trading equity in your business just to satisfy that extra 10,000 bucks you might need. What would be better is maybe you're a very strong sales individual and through your efforts and guts and grit and closing deals left and right, you're finding yourself in a situation where the back end you're having a hard time fulfilling now because you're selling so well. Maybe you've got one employer or two as soon as you hit the three to four mark, things get interesting, folks. I'll tell you that right now. But the point is, 
Maybe you're strong in sales, but not in system, systematizing or operations. So if you're taking on a partner, they better have strength in those areas or you're going to struggle in the growth scale area, guaranteed. So if you are not strong in maybe operations and systems, what if you hired an operator, a project manager? You see what I'm saying? Think about these things very thoroughly when you're talking about business partnerships. Take the good, take the bad, take what I've said today, find the value in that, think about your current relationship and business partner, think about the reason you think you need one, and move from there. That's it, plain and simple. Now, when you make that decision to partner up, you have got to establish a strong operating agreement. Okay? Any, go to any small business lawyer or tax lawyer or anything along those lines, and they're going to give you the same damn advice. I'm just an entrepreneur giving it to you from, from trial and error and failure and success. Okay? That operating agreement needs to be strong. It needs to spell everything out. Who, who is who, who's doing what, and it's all if-then statements. If this happens, then that happens, right? You need an exit strategy, a buyout strategy. All that stuff needs to be in there. De- what, what if your business partner dies? What if you die? You think your wife's getting your business or your husband? May not be. Spell that shit out there. It's, you know, Lay out the expectations. Get it legal. Get it legit. And now you have ownership and accountability in your operating agreement on who does what. And you have a plan, you know? What happens when things don't, you're not seeing eye to eye? You refer to the operating agreement. You handle it like gentlemen and you solve the problem and you get it done. It's as simple as that. That's what we do. That's how it works for us. Without having that, it's just a bunch of arguing, fighting, losing friends. Trust me. Level up, lawyer up, get it done. Yes, it costs money. But imagine had I, had I done this eight years ago for a measly, I don't know, three, four, five thousand bucks to get things set up in a manner where I was protected, and so was my partner. Instead, this shit cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars, folks. Lesson learned. Operating agreement. Do you need a business partner? I don't know. That's up for you to decide. Take the nuggets that I provide here. Let me know what you think. Any questions, reach out to me in the DM, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Until next time, we'll see you.